0: Welcome, welcome to week five of Blood, Sweat, and Beers. Um, Thank you all for joining us, and we're excited to just get right into it.
1: Awesome, and this is, let me note, please, the first episode that I am addressing you as, so here we go. (laughs) so what's been going on I, i got a text from you on monday afternoon that said uh you crushed the bronco so walk us through it
0: yes i was very excited about it um it so like the bronco for me is you know it's a very you know i don't like tests i've said that on here before so i was very stressed about it um so it was really exciting that like i went out there and ran it uh and i ran it actually in my best time ever which was really exciting for me
1: that's amazing so you hit a personal record and how did you feel afterwards was it pretty stressful or
0: uh no so like the the most stressful part for me is the build-up but like once i start going you know like you're just kind of in it then and there's no way of getting out of it so like i I, once i accept it i'm much more okay it's really the build-up to it that's the worst part um but like as we discussed before the bronco test is that is a classic rugby test. Um, and it's 20 meters out and back, 40 meters out and back, 60 meters out and back. And you do that five times continuously. Um, and so I've done it like I've done it a few times now and I'm just chasing that under five minute mark. Wow. Um, so my personal best now, which I ran on Monday was, uh, five minutes flat. So I was, you know, both very excited and both a little frustrated at the same time because I'm really just trying to break that five-minute mark.
1: No kidding. Oh, and how tough was that? How, I mean, were you just flat out exhausted afterwards, catch your breath, or lungs burning, sort of throw up bad, or was it like, oh, could have done some more? No, I was...
0: I was pretty dead. like I like kind of like collapsed to my knees after I finished. Um, pretty much oh. everyone in my group did actually. yeah um, but I like I like turned to our SNC and was like, can I get a TMO of that? like are you sure it was right at the five minutes? Are you sure it wasn't 459? Um, and he got a kick out of that but he was like, nope, five minutes and I was like,
1: okay, fine. Oh, that's awesome! But what and and then do you do that just once per season, training season, or do you do that multiple times? No, we'll do it multiple times. It's kind of like a check in. You know, it's Mm -hmm. kind of a way for them to
0: like continually measure us, for us to know where we're at, for them to know where we're at, like aerobically. Um, So it's something we do like every few months, I'd say. Oh, that's awesome! So you have a great benchmark going into it. um, Yeah, but now I'm just. Yeah. Now we're just setting the standard really high. So now I'm nervous that the next time I run it, I'm not going to do as well. And then I'm going to be disappointed.
1: No, 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 no. You can't go into with that attitude. You have to at least say I'm going to crush it. Now then your next attempt is sub five.
0: Obviously. Yeah, I hope so. I mean so like before this I'd run I'd run a five fifteen, I had run a five oh one, and I had run a five oh five. So I've been around wow. there. So like we're getting closer. I just like okay. it's just like one second, and yet that's just it's just like such a crazy small metric that is you know making so the difference
1: right crazy. So crazy, so yeah. crazy and how it affects your whole mindset as well. Anyone that had some crazy team record
0: uh i don't know what the record is for our team um you like usually the fastest person runs it and maybe like a f- I, I don't even know i don't really know but around five minutes is like like i was in the top three of our our team so like that's that was a good
1: what okay good next time yeah next time you should probably lead with that Oh, yeah. I did very well. I said, I told you I did really well. <laughs> That's awesome. That's crazy. I love seeing all the videos being posted by the team now that you're all together, um, and training together. Um, there's this machine where you are absolutely flat out. It feels like you're a tortoise going through peanut butter, but you're cycling. Um, but your arms are moving like an elliptical machine. What do you call that? Like the, the, the revolving apparatus of death or what is that?
0: like the bike is it a bike
1: it's a bike but you you're pedaling sort of thing but your arms are moving too yeah, uh, yeah it's a, like an assault bike Ah, oh, exactly so I've had one of those and I think I had to hit maybe 100 calories on there which is not very difficult to do at your level but how long are you on there for uh for 100 calories I have no idea no 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 like for I know 100 calories takes me a while but how long are you on there for depends
0: on the day we have different so like we'll use like uh those assault bikes and like uh rowing machines as like our off eat conditioning so when they've determined that we need more conditioning but they don't want us putting more meters on our legs they'll um throw us an off eat conditioning workout um which are the worst i would rather run any day of the week Uh, maybe not a bronco but running in general i'd rather run than do off eat um oh So it kind of depends, but it's usually like some type of interval workout. So like last Friday we did like three minutes on one minute off and we did um, like a few rounds of that. I'm not sure. I don't actually remember how, how many now that I'm thinking about it. Um, But then like today we did like 30 seconds on 30 seconds off, like max effort, uh, Mm -hmm. four rounds and then three sets of that. So, wow, that's a lot. And that's just to like supplement us like, You know, even the day we ran the Bronco, like the Bronco test, like everyone on the team finishes it, you know, in five, six minutes. And then we have an hour, we have an hour and 15 minutes of practice after that. And that's almost the worst part.
1: Oh my gosh. Just getting back into it. I can't imagine. That is huge. You must have been dead Monday night.
0: Yeah, I was. Well, I also, yeah, I was dead 100%. Like I was like ready to go to bed at, like 8pm. But also I was like, you know, I ran a Bronco today. You know, I did pretty well. So I made myself like a nice ice cream sundae because... <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's amazing. I love life.
0: it. <laughs> yeah, you know, life is all about balance. And I'm really about um, I'm really about that. So I was like, yeah, you know, I earned this today.
1: I'm going to eat the ice cream. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Love it. Um, so... What about surfing? Have you, I saw a picture of you guys all, is the whole team surfing now? What is this?
0: No, well, so uh, we're in these small training groups. And so we're allowed to hang out with the people that we're training with because we're already in like kind of a a germ bubble, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So our whole group has decided that surfing is our activity. So (laughs) uh, we went last, so last Friday night, we went for like a sunset surf, which was really nice yeah Um, and the water in san diego is warm right now so you don't even need a wetsuit so like that was even better so like it wasn't it wasn't miserable miserable to be in the water so yes we went for a sunset surf last friday night and then saturday we went surfing again as like a whole group like we went to the beach hung out there for a few hours went surfing um so it's really fun it's like a really nice activity
1: oh that's awesome it looks so great um and are you feeling a little bit more confident on the on the actual board so I'm I'm getting there. So
0: I've so I was actually like talking to my dad um this morning and I was like I was telling him I was like I've decided surfing is like golf. So like you know how like in golf, like most people who golf like aren't that great of golfers, but you get like that one or two good shots around that yes. keep you coming back, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So surfing is kind of like that because it's a lot of like, especially this last Saturday, like I had a lot of moments where I was just getting like pummeled by waves and like that kind of stuff. But then like you get up on the board a few times and you're surfing and it's like a really cool feeling. And like, that's what keeps you coming back. is just like those like few good moments in like a sea Mm -hmm. of like drowning (laughs) pretty much. Um, (laughs) But it keeps you like, it keeps you invested and you know, you just keep getting better Mm -hmm. and better.
1: So true. Um, I think, you know, the one thing that I struggle with a little bit with surfing and I've only been um, a few times, but have done lessons and whatnot, but I, th- I think we're pretty much the same height, close in the same height. And I really, really struggle to just maneuver the board and, and take it once I'm going back into the waves and holding them, positioning the board. Like I really have a hard time doing that.
0: That, that's not really like an an issue I have cuz like the boards are kind of light so like that's yeah. not something that it's more my biggest problem is that when I'm like paddling with a wave I mm. like nose dive a lot like I'm too far forward on the board so then I just go straight into the water <laughs> <laughs> I just go face first into the water like <laughs> So it's I'm hard
1: it it's out. not easy it's not easy but I think it sounds like you guys are having fun and it's an awesome activity that you all get to do which is even better
0: yeah I will say like last weekend after going twice like my arms were sore from paddling yeah and I was like, wow maybe I can't do this as much as I like want to be doing it but like because especially like when the waves are big and you're paddling to get out mm-hmm. it can be really hard so like and it's uh, a
1: bit intimidating with some of the waves, too.
0: Yeah, and they were really good last weekend. So, um,. Yeah, so I was a little my arms were a little tired from it, but overall like it's a really fun activity. Like you get to be outside and it's also like, you know, it's it's what you make it. Like it can be a really chill activity and like if you're tired, you can just kind of sit out in the water and like watch your friends friends catch mm-hmm. waves and like that's really rewarding in its own. Yeah. So like it's really like whatever you make it. So I like that element awesome. of it too.
1: Um speaking of trying something new, I just joined a recreational I suppose they're all recreational kickball league and I have no idea what I'm in for. I've never played kickball. I don't even know what it is. I had to look it up on YouTube because growing up in South Africa and I asked someone on Twitter I said, "Hey, I just joined a kickball league. What do I need to know?" and he's like, "Oh, you know when you play in grade school?" It's like, "No, I did not grow up with kickball. I have no idea what it is." So, it's sort of flag football meets uh baseball kind of thing. Um, I don't even throw know. a ball. I don't even uh, know. But I I, I don't think that-, that it has anything to do with flag football. No, you just so you run the bases, maybe. So yeah, it's really like just, a baseball field.
0: Yeah, it's really just like baseball, but you kick the ball instead of bat it.
1: Uh, so what position do I play? I don't, I, I don't know. What position do you play? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How, How good are your hands? Hand? Can you catch? Oh, I've got, I've got. Yes, of course I can catch. I've got <laughs>
0: great hand-eye coordination. Well, I would assume you're a tennis player, but I don't know. A Kickball is a whole different size. And what size? What ball is it? It's like a little bit bigger than a soccer ball and it's like Mm -hmm. soft
1: or not, Mm -hmm. not soft. It's rubbery, I guess is how I describe it. Is it like a medicine, like a medicine ball? Not a medicine. Yeah. A medicine ball without the weight. Kinda, kinda. Okay. So I've joined the league. Have you ever
0: seen the movie Dodgeball? Yeah, of course. So it kind of looks like the red balls in that oh okay
1: so yeah this is gonna be interesting but i'm here to i'm in it to win it i'm not here to make friends meet new people and have a good time i'm here to win but i'm not sure if that's the team i'm on
0: do you know anyone else on the team
1: no wow i mean that's bold just
0: in itself yeah like mad props to you for doing that
1: yeah so we're gonna see how this is yeah well, I mean,
0: hopefully you got a good team. You know, yeah, i feel like so. sometimes sometimes those leagues just kind of turn very quickly into like beer leagues. So I think you
1: might have to be prepared for that. But. Well, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll need some tips then on how to shotgun the beer. At least I've got some, you know, some guidance behind me for that. So I'm not too far behind.
0: True, true. You have been taught at
1: least once. Well, yeah. maybe we'll have to get.
0: Do that again, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but listen, I'm at least going in there to win it, so um, yeah, yeah. Th- that's the goal.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you played soccer right before. Yeah, yeah. So like, you can kick. So as long as yeah, you can kick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch, those are like the only two skills you really need for kickball. And to run
1: fast. Yeah,
0: yeah. but like Perfect. you got to be able to you got to be able to kick before you can be, like before you worry about running. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'll come to you for some soccer tips oh gosh it's been so long when was the last time you kicked a soccer ball around
0: like playing soccer wise yeah uh, i don't even know like do you miss it um not really i mean my life is pretty fulfilling with the amount of sports i get so like i I don't really find myself like with a soccer void yeah anyway Um, I like was kicking a soccer ball this summer to practice my drop kicks for rugby. But like, I can't remember the last time I like went out and like played like pickup soccer or
1: anything like that. No,
0: it's been a while. Yeah, I can
1: imagine. Probably not a priority right now. No, not really. Um, I mean, like a
0: bunch of my teammates last spring. So like a lot of us are soccer crossovers. It's like one of the common sports for rugby.
1: Really? Is that one of Women specifically, or do you see that on the men's side as well? No,
0: I think you see it on some of the men's side. Like, I mean, if you think about it, like rugby and soccer are both like very fluid sports, and so you like you're constantly doing that switch between like attack and defense. And so I think like mentally they're kind of similar. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think aerobically they're very different. So like you know, I feel like a lot of times if you were like maybe the fast kid on the soccer team, it might be a little bit of an easier crossover. But like. Uh, my te- my teammate uh Cheta Emba, like she was a goalie at Harvard mm. and now she's out here playing rugby. So like there is a lot of crossover, I think, um with soccer players. So uh my teammate and like Alev Kelter, she was also um she was a Division I soccer player. So mm. like there's you you see it for sure. Um we were actually joking around last spring about like joining like a pickup soccer league in San Diego and like trying to make like a super team yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I we like got the to way you're going time. with
1: it. Yeah, that yeah, would be a lot of fun. I was kind of thinking you're going to go with the hustle team and, and just show up and just absolutely crush everyone and annihilate the teams around you. But you kind of just went with, you know, it, we want to build a great team.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, because, you know, you never know. I mean... You have some people like when I was, I I started playing pickup soccer in Boston and like, that was like how for the first few months before I found rugby, I was like feeling some of my like competitive drive was just like Mm -hmm. playing pickup soccer with some of my old teammates from college. Yeah. Um, And some people take that incredibly seriously. Oh, for sure.
1: Like, sure.
0: Yeah. Like they like live and die by Mm -hmm. um, like the pickup soccer league. And um so like you never know like i like we wanted to make like a good team and we thought it'd be like a fun thing for us to do you know just like a little like reminder like sports are fun and like we can play other sports and like just for fun because like we have no stakes on it but like some people take it so seriously so i don't even know it's just
1: not even fun
0: yeah but also i just don't even know like if we'd be as good as we think
1: because just like other people like live for it you know what i mean yeah I wouldn't sell yourself so short. I think, I think they'd probably be pretty intimidating getting back out there.
0: I mean, I think it'd be fun, but like, I I know my foot skills would be quite terrible compared to where like, I I mean, honestly, I was never really that foot skilled. I was just like a very much, um, I'm in the right place and at the right time yeah. type of soccer player. And mm. also like uh, something that I like, kind of got attached to me when I was in college is like, I made a joke one time I said, like uh, I said, people are not obstacles. and like that followed me all the way through college um just because you know yeah like i was a forward but like i was like normally a forward who was just like getting in the right places or kind of just like not afraid to kind of run through people or whatever (laughs) um So uh, it's actually pretty funny, like a bunch of my teammates, when they found out I was playing rugby and like how fast I kind of moved up in the rugby world, they were like, well, I'm not surprised. Like you were saying people are in obstacles in soccer. So you're perfect for rugby.
1: (laughs) I love that. That's such a fun story. Um, It definitely sounds like it's a great transition. Um, And that's awesome to see. Um, So. With this, you know, talking about a transition from soccer and and rugby and whatnot, but I saw earlier this week, and because you shared it with me, actually, um, this post on Twitter from uh, I think it was it was Canterbury, a new, the New Zealand brand, about posting the new kit. I'm not sure what team it was. Maybe you can Ireland. It was Ireland. You, yeah. it was, oh, was it? Kit. Yep, oh, Ireland's kit. Um, mm-hmm. and so, but it was Canterbury, the brand out of New Zealand. Yeah. Yes, it was Canterbury. So they. So what happened was, and Kush sent this to me was a picture of the New Jersey on Mm -hmm. the actual men, the 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 pro players. Yep, the men's rugby players. Yep, the men's rugby team. But the women's jersey were on models.
0: Pretty infuriating. Pretty
1: pretty infuriating. I'm not gonna lie. As as, (laughs) as a woman. Athlete in this specific sport. I mean, what did, what is the team thinking? What, I mean, how how long? And then I started going through Twitter and seeing their responses, and they're like, oh, we were being socially aware with COVID. Well, one, first, First and foremost you said we just superimposed this jersey on these models. And then secondly you said, Well, because of COVID we haven't had our actual photo shoot. Well if you superimpose them, why didn't you just take the woman that wear your jerseys anyway and superimpose the jersey on them?
0: Yeah, I mean I I do I, I see Canterbury kind of covering covering for themselves here, but I do not buy it. And, like, as a female rugby player, like, it's really upsetting. Like, I know a lot of my teammates have kind of posted about this and, like, taken stands on this, but it's it's really upsetting. Like, you know, like such a huge part about like growing up as a female athlete is like, you know, you don't have the same levels of representation as like boys growing up with professional athletes, you know, like you already have less representation and women are already covered less in the media. And then now you're telling us that like, we're, we're at the peak of our sport and we're not even like good enough to advertise a Jersey for you. Like, are oh, you kidding me? Disgusting. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. disgusting. I don't know. Like, I think that like, like, especially like, uh, sevens rugby players are something like the like most athletic and fittest people like anywhere. So I'm like, why, why wouldn't you proudly put your women's team in that Jersey? Like, it's just a huge, it's just like a huge dig at women. And it's,
1: Honestly, like I was so mad when I saw it. Like, oh, and such a shame because you have such an opportunity, especially with this sport that is rising for young girls, and and to create those role models. I mean, where also like you have NBA players, you have NHL players, you have NFL players. Where and MLB? Where are? Oh, I mean, why are you not leveraging your heroes right now? Your your Sort of role models and creating these role models or giving them a face at least, right? And it, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's it's like
0: a really huge role model opportunity missed and like a really huge like representation that's yeah. just missed, and it's just incredibly upsetting. Continuing the narrative that like women are supposed to look a certain way,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: even when they're professional athletes and you know, and whatever like male professional athletes look like is acceptable because they're professional athletes. And like, that's just not a cool standard. And I just, I'm like really heated about this. I don't know if you can tell, I'm like kind of like yelling, but I'm really
1: upset. (laughs) As as you should be, as every woman should be. And I I would hope that, you know, men recognize this. And I want to share the link to this as well when we publish this uh, episode, but it is unbelievable. It's, it's a side-by-side comparison, which is ridiculous ridiculous and these models look nothing like or they not that they look like athletes they look like they were brought in to pretend they play sports
0: well i'm like i don't think any of them would last like 10 seconds playing the sport that we play so i don't know why they're being used as like a representation of the players like yeah I, i think like especially in terms of rugby like rugby is an incredibly inclusive sport and i think it's a really special thing about the rugby world is like especially, like, between 15s and 7s, like, you can have, like, even looking at, like, my USA 7s team, like, you can have so many different body types and you can still excel at the sport. Like, there's Mm -hmm. opportunities for so many different people in rugby and it's just such an inclusive environment. And then doing something like this is just, you know, it's just
1: just against, like, the culture of rugby. And that's also really upsetting to see. Oh, it's unbelievable. And if it's such an issue with COVID, don't release it then. Wait a few weeks. So you can get someone to, well, you know what? Send the jerseys to your players and have them take a photo and hire someone to touch them up. How hard is that? Also,
0: like, it's not hard to have a socially distant shoot. Like, just have your photographers wear masks and then have the people come in, wear masks until they literally take the photo. It is not that hard. Like, It's
1: not that hard. My agency does that all day long.
0: Yeah, like, I do not buy that, like, this, I 100% think that this is just them covering up what happened and not the,
1: reality of the situation because it was overlooked absolutely and the fact that it's it's probably run by i hate to say but people in that organization that are not you know socially aware of this don't have that front and center and likely the the folks that are leading this campaign or those at the top are not representative of their their uh, the sports or the teams that they represent um across the board and you know there, there, it's, it's been that way for many, many years. Yeah. It was just like, it's, it's so disappointing. It's very
0: disappointing. It's like a huge disconnect from like, I think what rugby and what, especially female rugby players represent. And there's a huge opportunity missed like, to, you know, create and build up your female role models for in the country. So. I think yeah, was,
1: absolutely. Really I think, yeah, I think it was so, it was terrible. And then also, which, right off the heels of, or on the heels, you know, I'm terrible at idioms, but I don't know if you heard um, the games, the NHL playoff games over the weekend, NBC's Mike Mulberry made a comment about, during, saying that no woman in the NHL bubble, there are no women in the NHL bubble to disrupt players' concentration. I don't know if you heard that, but it was unbelievable. And, And it was just sort of like an offhand comment. It wasn't as if it was meant to be a joke. It was just like, Oh, there's no woman around the bubble's So great. There's no woman around you to distract the players. I'm like, are you absolutely going down that direction? And yes, a lot of people said, Oh, just relax. It's like, you know, and not an issue. It's just offhanded comment. But for someone who is in sports, I am in pro sports. I'm behind the scenes. I'm part of the people that make that shit happen you know so for me that was really frustrating like sure i can understand oh it's the woman hang or whomever hanging around i, I read a comment it's like oh it's the girls hanging around the hotel and this and that i'm like no then be specific about that you know then what are you teaching your teams but the fact is like oh yeah there's no no woman in the bubble like, who do you think gets a lot of this sh- done to make sure that that uh, happened? Yeah, I mean,
0: I think in in general, I think that that's a really, you know, kind of pig headed comment. And it's really upsetting. I had not heard it until uh, you put it in the show notes. Um, but I just think, you know, it's, it's, it's upsetting. It continues to be upsetting. And I also think like, if you have players who, you know, are not... tuned in enough to their sport to be able to Mm -hmm. ignore distractions anyway, like get better players. Like don't make a comment like that. Like I think. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, you're a professional athlete. You deal with, like, you know, you deal with tons of distractions all the time. You're playing in front of fans usually. Like, Mm -hmm. but you're going to tell me that, like, uh, that women are the problem distracting those men? Like, no, absolutely not. Like, should it be better? be better. So, yeah, I just, just just be better. Just be better. I just you know, that kind Ooh, of stuff. that's fast like, a take a take a like <laughs> I'm like I'm like full sweating right now just talking about this. Like I have slippers on and I like have to take them off cuz I'm like full sweating um
1: just because i'm getting so upset it's about all this so stuff. so frustrating i know the, the serious inducing of sweat <laughs> and, <Yeah>. and stress <laughs> it's funny i was on a um a call earlier this week and i was like oh i'm so stressed he said and the person i was talking said don't get stressed it induces wrinkles and it was possibly the best response in that heated moment <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that was fantastic i don't know like i'm just a high stress
0: person so like people who are like oh just don't don't be stressed, or don't stress about it. I'm like
1: that, that is the worst possible thing you can tell someone. Like, calm down. Never <laughs> in never in the in the entire history of telling someone to calm down is going to get them to calm down.
0: No, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, I'll just forget about my anxiety and stress about this. Like, no, that's not <laughs> how it works. Like, it doesn't just go away. Like, no. Have you ever had a stress dream? Like, when you're really stressed, do you ever like have stressful
1: dreams? At night? So, so I've never really. Put those that that I haven't made that correlation, but I think that makes sense. There are nights where I just either wake up panicked and I, my heart is absolutely beating, or I have different stressful situational dreams that I have. But you know what? They might be related to the stress I have during the day, to what I'm subconsciously thinking at night. And I imagine that's what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, like so. For the last few weeks, like I've been having this reoccurring dream where like i'm back in high school to start which was years ago um but i'm back in high school and i'm like i'm like failing high school math so it's either like i'm like really stressed about like an upcoming math test or it's like i show up in the classroom and i didn't know i had a test and i have to take the test or like something like that and it just like keeps happening and i have like no basis for this like you know like I was a very good high school student. Like, I did very well in high school. Like, I did all my homework. Like, I was very organized. Like, I did well in my classes. I've never failed a math class. So, I have no idea why my subconscious is creating this narrative of I'm failing high school math. But, like, I keep waking up in the middle of the night, like, full sweat, just being in this situation where. Like, I didn't know I had a test, and then all of a sudden I had to take a test, and I didn't even know I was in the class, and, like, I have no idea what's going on. Like,
1: Does it wake you up, or is that what you remember in the morning? No, it wakes me up in the middle of the night. Oh, no.
0: Like, I wake up, like, full sweat. And I'm like, wow. Why am I failing math? Like, oh, maybe you should look it
1: up. Have you ever tried? Have you tried googling it?
0: Yeah. So this morning at 3 a.m. when I woke up in a full sweat, I was like, why do I keep having this dream? So naturally, I started googling it. Um, and there there are a few hypotheses about it. Um, so one is like uh, the dream may reflect a sense of responsibility. Um, where the dreamer knows that they should do, but is hesitant or reluctant to act on it, mm. or uh, the dream often occurs in approximation with having forgotten or being concerned about forgetting to do something in your waking life.
1: Wow. Okay. Or
0: change involving the end of something is in the imminent future, and you're like basically stressed about it.
1: Interesting. Okay. But the problem, I always look up my dreams.
0: Yeah. The problem is that I can't really identify anything in my waking life that I'm, like, that stressed about right now mm. or, like, that fits any of those descriptions. Like, you know, if I was having it and it was before, the like, the night before the Bronco, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm just manifesting. Like, I'm stressed about running a fitness test, so I'm having dream- a dream about being stressed about a math test. But... <laughs> Like I had this dream last night and like, I was like, you know, I was, t- you know, tired when I went to sleep. Like I wasn't really stressed about anything. Like I did it, did everything I needed to do during the day. So I'm, I just like, don't know why, but it's like the last few weeks, it's like once a week, at least I'm like just having these dreams or I'm like very specifically failing high school
1: math. Hmm. I have no idea. That's really interesting. Especially it's something you were so good at. You see, that's I mean, all a dream I to say, me because I was, I always, I failed math too. I was terrible at math in high school.
0: Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I was like great at it, but like I never failed it. So like, I don't know why all of a sudden my brain is being like, you're failing math. Like oh. last night, <laughs> last night I was in like a differential equations class and I was like, I don't think I've ever even taken differential equations. Like, I don't even know what this means. Like. like mm-hmm. Interesting. I, yeah. So it's been wild, but. I, I was hoping that maybe you
1: had some stress dreams too oh, because some stre- I, I do have stress dreams and I wake up and I'm completely panicked and um, but, but they're not necessarily recurring. But what I have noticed is sometimes interesting. There are a couple of days in a row that I wake up and I look over at the clock or I look over at my phone and it's the exact same time. Mm-hmm. But it's, and it's so crazy. And then I started thinking about maybe it's this numerology. Sh- or something that numbers are trying to indicate something to me or there's a sign and I'll look them mm-hmm. up and I don't know what it is. But there was a time where I was getting the same numbers over and over in the middle of the night and then i fall back asleep. So I don't know. I'm sure there's something there. Um, but I, I'm definitely a big dreamer. I definitely dream. And what's so strange, and I think this is really awkward and odd, but I very, uh, so my dad passed away four years ago, and it's very, very rare that I dream of him. Incredibly rare. But in some places, um, not at home, but in some places that I've stayed at, sometimes a hotel or in a different location or city, um, I'll have a dream with him in, in it. And it's just the most bizarre, unnerving thing ever. So I don't know what that is. And I'm not exactly about to go looking into it either. I'm, I'm you know, not, yeah. <laughs> but there's something to it. I'm, I'm really fascinated by dreams too.
0: Okay. Well, I had this other one the other day.
1: You know, like classic
0: 90s, like design pattern? Like you know, with like it's like bright colors and it's like oh, yeah, triangles yeah. and squiggly lines and it's yeah, like, you yeah. know, like pinks and yellows and like blues, you know, like like classic nineties design. Like Yes, I'd see it. Like have you ever seen like Saved by the Bell, it's like what would cut across the screen when they change scenes or whatever.
1: Exactly what I'm thinking of.
0: Yeah. So, um, the other night I had a dream that I was basically racing through like a mind field <laughs> of that. <laughs> Uh, of like,
1: that's amazing.
0: Yeah. And I <laughs> I've like tried to figure out where that came from. And <laughs> I used to watch Save by a Bell when I Saved by the Bell like religiously when I was a kid, but I I have no idea where <laughs> in my subconscious that came from the other night. But I was like, This is so <laughs> tricky and like it was just uh, yeah, it was so strange. And I was like, it was very specific, like nineties pattern. And I was like, This is this
1: is something else. <laughs> That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. That uh, that's like almost your rugby tackling and um, running through that. That's hilarious. We could probably create a video of that,
0: of my dream of me like walking through a minefield of like. Yes, it was almost like a combo of like, uh, like. Yeah, like racing through the minefield, but then also like the floor is lava. So like I'm jumping on these giant. <laughs> triangles. Like it was so weird. It was probably the trippiest dream I feel like I've ever had, and I have no idea what spurred that. That is think, hilarious. I don't think the internet is going to have any answers for me on that one because it's so oddly <laughs> specific.
1: That is so 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 awkward.
0: Yeah, it was so weird.
1: I was like, what? <laughs> That is amazing. <laughs> I'm,
0: just, I'm just glad I remember it because I'm like, I, w- I wonder how many crazy dreams, you know, like you have that you don't remember. But I'm like, that one yeah. was so specific that I very much so remembered it when I woke up.
1: So, so specific. Wow. Uh-huh. Um. Do you do you dream more if you've been drinking or not drinking? I think I dream more on like a daily basis than
0: I do when I'm drinking.
1: Do you have a um like a hangover cure?
0: Yeah, I was actually talking. So I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day. A bunch of my friends like went up to um, a cabin, like a, f- or not a, bunch, a few of my friends went up to a cabin um, and like mm-hmm. they just had like a, a good time over the weekend. And so, but like one of the mornings, my friend texted me and was like, Uh, like I need coconut water mm-hmm. because for all of us, it's like our go-to like hangover cure is like coconut water. Um, wow. Have you ever had it?
1: I have and I absolutely hate it.
0: Oh really? Yes. Oh no, I love it. It's so good. Oh no, no, no. It's, no. Uh, my friend calls it the uh, the milk of the gods. Um, so it's like absolutely her like go to hangover cure, and it also like coincidentally was something that like when we would like back when I was playing club rugby and we had like all day long tournaments, it would be like something I would drink in like the middle of the day. 'Cause it's oh. hydrating and it's it's yummy and it has like nutrients in it. But oh. that's one of, yeah. Wow. No, I've heard great things. I just I just cannot yeah. get it. But I think I think hangover wise very, very helpful.
1: Interesting. You, okay.
0: Yeah. And then so the other thing though is like my go to hangover food is uh, Wendy's chicken nuggets.
1: Ah, oh, okay.
0: No, we'll not get chicken nuggets from anywhere else but Wendy's, but it's Wendy's chicken nuggets. Um I'll get like 20 of them.
1: <laughs> and then do you have a a so- uh, um, uh, a sauce that you use as well? Uh, ranch, definitely. Really? With yeah. the chicken nuggets?
0: No. Yes.
1: Like no Yeah,
0: Wendy's. Yeah. anything. No, I'm not, I I do not like barbecue sauce. I'm not a barbecue sauce human.
1: Really? Oh, do you yep. eat
0: barbecue? I will eat barbecue, but like I like in I don't, it's not something that I really crave and it's barbecue sauce mm. is not something I really like.
1: Hmm. So. Okay. Well, this is interesting. Cool. You so
0: know, it's always,
1: drink, always. Yeah. Okay. So I don't really have anything that really stands out as much, but I will say that, um, bacon like really crispy bacon anytime is is definitely my go-to that's your go-to hangover food yeah definitely crispy bacon anytime to be honest with you
0: yeah i mean that's fair i mean like the grease of bacon just like really really uh goes with hangovers i feel like for some reason you know
1: yeah totally Absolutely, yeah. I'm not sure I can. I can't. And, and and a good coffee. You got to have a good coffee. But usually something greasy works well. Um, well. that's all from me for this week. That I have in my back pocket, other than us raging mad about <laughs> uh, rugby kits, stress dreams, and hangover <laughs> kids Yeah, it's going to take me a little bit to decompress from this one. I think. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to listen to it and get fired up all over again. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. But that's all from us this week awesome thanks for tuning in everyone really appreciate it. if you have a hangover cure or you have a a um insider in-depth crystal ball view on stress dreams we want to hear about it if there's a topic you want to listen to or hear us talk about or if you want to light a fire under us about (laughs) something a cause that's really near and dear to you let us know have a good one guys thanks everyone